A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the Spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Last Sunday, we celebrated the uh, solemnity of the ascension of our Lord, and today the church turns our attention to what's called the solemnity of the Holy Trinity. Um, It basically meditates on the mystery of God, the doctrine of God, formulated as Holy Trinity. Now, underline this whole issue is one question. Who is the man, Jesus of Nazareth, born of Mary? Who is he? Is he God? Is he just a man? Is he a little more than a man, but little less than God? It's a rather heavy subject, and one that is replete with controversy throughout the history of the church. There's a story I just love to tell on Trinity Sunday because it demonstrates this. There was a woman who was traveling to London and found a beautiful painting that could be hers for a bargain price of $150,000. She immediately wires her husband in New York and asks that if she could buy this as her birthday gift from him. He tersely replied, in the telegram, no, price is too high. The Western Union clerk, however, made one tiny but egregious error. He forgot to put the comma in after the no. So when the wife read the telegram, it said, no, price is too high. the sense of what was written was changed by one little comma. Think about that. It's been said the devil's in the details. Saint Athanasius, a great Orthodox saint of the church, bishop and pastor, the one whom the Athanasian Creed that will be recited in a little bit uh, was named after was a theologian who lived in the fourth century during the time of the formulation of the Nicene Creed, which is the bedrock confession of the Holy Orthodox Catholic Church. And this was a time of great controversy that swelled around the church regarding the doctrine of the incarnation of Jesus of Nazareth, born of Mary, and of the unity of God, that God is one. 
the great Jewish faith. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Elhedo, Adonai Ehad. Hear, O Lord, the Lord our God is one. Athanasius believed that the devil was in the details too. So when the council was wrestling about the word of Jesus being begotten of the Father, Athanasius insisted that the word homoousios be used, which means being of the same substance of the Father. While Athanasius, uh, while Arius, who was also a bishop of the church and a pastor and had a large following, he insisted that the word homoousios should be used. Now the difference between those two words is just one little Greek letter iota, which is our I. That was it. Just one little letter. But homoiousios means that Jesus was like God, but he wasn't really of the substance of God. Athanasius confessed the truth that Jesus was of the same substance of the Father, and he defended the unity of the Godhead as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit revealed in the Bible. Arius did not teach that. He taught that Jesus was, of course, above man. Yes, he was. he was. He was a special first creation of God, but not God himself. And that one little letter created huge controversy at the Council of Nicaea. A lot. You can read more about it, but it's a fascinating history. The Athanasian Creed in our service books that I'd like you to take out at this moment goes into quite a bit of detail regarding the doctrine of the Holy Trinity and the incarnation of Jesus. Who is Jesus of Nazareth? The tradition of the church has always been on uh, Trinity Sunday to recite the Athanasian Creed. So on page 319 of your hymnal, you'll find the Athanasian Creed. And we will speak this creed responsively. I'll begin, and it will just go verse by verse and go all the way through. And after we're through, you're going to be thankful that we don't do this every Sunday, that we actually recite the Nicene Creed, okay? So, but it's a wonderful creed. Let's start. Whoever desires to be saved must, above all, hold the Catholic faith. And the Catholic faith is this. That we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither conceiving the persons nor dividing the substance. For the Father is one person, the Son is another, and the Holy Spirit is another. That the Godhead of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit is one, the glory of evil, the majesty of the person. Such as the Father is, such is the Son, and such is the Holy Spirit. The Father infinite, the Son infinite, the Holy Spirit infinite. And yet there are not three eternals, but one eternal. In the same way, the Father is Almighty, the Son Almighty, the Holy Spirit Almighty. And yet there are three Almighties, 
So the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. So the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, the Holy Spirit is Lord. Just as we are compelled by the Christian truth to acknowledge each distinct person as God and Lord, so also <clears throat> we are prohibited by the Catholic religion to say that there are three gods or three lords. The Son is neither made nor created, but begotten of the Father alone. Thus, there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. But the whole three persons are co-eternal with each other and co-equal, so that in all things, as has been stated above, the Trinity in unity and the unity in Trinity is to be worshipped. But it is also necessary to everlasting salvation that one faithfully believe the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is God, begotten of the substance of the Father before all ages, and He is man, born of the substance of His mother in this age. Equal to the Father with respect to His divinity, less than the Father with respect to His humanity. One, however, not by the conversion of the divinity into flesh, but by the assumption of the humanity into God. For as the rational soul and flesh is one man, so God and man is one Christ. ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, God Almighty, from whence He will come to judge the living and the dead. And those that have done good will enter into eternal life and those that have done evil into eternal fire. All right. Well, looking at this and contemplating the mystery of the Holy Trinity, I'd like to just share on the basis of the Bible and uh, the Athanasian Creed three truths regarding our God as Trinity. The first is that our Christian faith is Catholic. It's a Catholic faith. Number two is that the Christian faith, the Catholic faith, is uncompromising. 
And number three, our Christian faith is witnessed in Catholic worship. Now, what do I mean when I say these things? Number one, as the creed so well states, anyone who has an allergy to Catholic got to get over it when they get into this creed. Because Catholic means universal, yes. It is the faith that has always been taught since the prophets and apostles. It is the faith that has been handed down to us over generations countless. It's a faith that does not change. It's a faith that is confessed from the very beginning. The term Catholic came into use early in the church to distinguish people. You see, the followers of Arius, who said that Jesus was not God, also called themselves Christians. Just like Mormons today call themselves Christians. Mormons do not believe in the divinity of Jesus. And so what the church had to do <clears throat> is create a confession, a term <clears throat> that meant we're Trinitarian and we believe that Jesus is truly God. And that this faith of ours, while it has to be personal, I can't believe for you, you can't believe for me, you can't believe for your kids, you can't believe for anyone else. You can only believe for yourself. But that belief, that faith that you have, is not private. It's not private. I'll speak more about that in a moment. But we confess the one faith, and that's why the, the Nicene Creed or the Apostles' Creed is recited at every Mass as we gather. It's recited because this is my faith, what I believe, and what we believe, what the Holy Church proclaims throughout the centuries and eons of time. It is a common faith in the belief of one God in three persons and that Jesus Christ is God and man, God of the substance of his Father and man of the substance of his mother, the Blessed Virgin. Number two, that our faith is uncompromising. The Catholic faith is an uncompromising faith. You nor I have any right to change or adjust the Christian faith to make it more palatable for our friends, for our family, for our society, or let's get very personal for ourselves. We don't pick and choose what we like about the faith and what we don't like about the faith. Like we don't pick and choose what you like about the Bible and what we don't. What the words of Paul say to me, I, I like that, but I don't like that. We're not like Thomas Jefferson, one of our founding fathers of this country, who actually took a Bible and cut out the places that he didn't like. All right? That is not the Christian faith. That's not the Catholic faith. The Catholic faith is an uncompromising faith and because Jesus has called us to confess him before others, to confess the truth, even in the face of fierce opposition. And he sends the gift of the Holy Spirit to guide us into that truth, to guide the church into truth, and to give us strength even in our weakness to confess the truth that Jesus is God. He is Lord. In the earliest days of the church, first and second century especially, going into the fourth, some Roman emperors would haul Christians in and would demand 
that they acknowledge that the emperor, Caesar, is Kyrie, Lord. Christians could not, because that's, that's the Lord God. They would not confess that Caesar is Kyrie. That's why Paul in, in 1 Corinthians talks about no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. To this day, the church acknowledges and remembers the holy martyrs who offered their lives up because they would not compromise their faith in the holy God, in Jesus as Lord. And number three, our Catholic faith, our Christian faith is most witnessed and most experienced in worship. Our faith is not a mere recitation of words. Can't be. Our faith is actually experienced most intimately when we gather around the table of the Lord, when we worship the holy God who reveals himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who came among us as a man, Jesus of Nazareth, who offered his life for the world, and who offers us, every time we gather here, his holy body and blood, the sacrifice for our sins. The liturgy of the historic mass of the church that we celebrate this morning is drenched with Trinitarian words and themes. I mean, you, if you read through it, you can't help but see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This liturgy, coming from the earliest days of the church in the first century, come emerging out of the synagogue worship, always points us to who God is, what he has done for us, what our Father did in sending his Son, and then now sending the gift of the Spirit. The Athanasian Creed puts it so simply, the Catholic faith is this. Not that we understand everything, but that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity. The doctrine of the Holy Trinity is a mystery. We'll never comprehend it. All we can do is confess it as we do every Sunday. It's not a matter of just simple words, however. It forms the core of our faith because in that faith we proclaim the unity between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that there is one God and three persons. That our God is the creator of all things, visible and invisible. That our God is Savior of the world, of humanity. And that our God is the very spirit and breath of our life and being. Jesus is the Word of God, the wisdom of God made flesh, born of Mary, God from God, light from light, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven and died for our sins, was risen, ascended to the right hand of majesty, and now sends the gift of His Spirit upon His church, upon His people. This is the good news that we confess every time we gather, every time we pray, 
every time we witness, we proclaim to the world that the love of God our Father has flesh and blood and that He breathes into this world through His Spirit the very breath of life. The Athanasian Creed puts it so simply. We worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.